Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. And good afternoon, lunchtime, middle of the day, middle of the hour, center of the KMOX AM dial. This is Scott Mosby at your service. One full hour more of the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Phone lines open for you, all for you, by you, with you. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. My name is Scott Mosby. I own Mosby Building Arts. We've been at it since 1947. I think I've been on KMOX 28 years. Uh, yeah, wow. How you know, and still struggling to stay relevant to all the conversations today, and uh, the concepts and the physics behind most of what I share with you um, are you know hundreds of thousands of years old. You know, since the beginning of time. So people say, how do you know the answers to all this stuff? In reality, most of these things boil down to four to six laws of physics that, you know, Mother Dewpoint, things like that. Mother Nature um, kind of invented this system, and we are just trying to uh, manage it the best we can uh, because Mother Nature makes all the rules. She's trying to turn us all back into dust uh, from whence we came. So, you know, nobody's going to last forever. Not our buildings, not our paint, not our concrete, not our asphalt, our coatings, all that. So how do these things all relate to what you and I are just trying to do is get a place to live, take care of it well enough that it can take care of the safety and health and security for us. Anyway, 314-436-7900, 314 Let's get right to the phone lines here. Let's fire it up, talk to my friend Becky. Hey, Becky, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on uh, KMOX. How can I help? Oh, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I'm okay, all yours. Sorry, How thanks. can I help? I'm calling for my husband who couldn't be by the phone today. Um, we had some recent hail damage to our roof, and our insurance will cover it. And my husband's been looking around, and he happened to think, should we maybe wait to get the new roof put on in the spring rather than now? Because of, like, what you're saying about physics, like, he thinks it's maybe better to wait for spring when the temperatures get warmer and warmer for the for the shingles to be able to seal is that mm-hmm. is that truly a factor uh yes it is a factor and uh but it's it's more a factor in december and january uh which you frankly um <clears throat> with some of the storms that we've had in the country the midwest uh you know uh, springfield illinois is six months a year behind because of the hail damage and and oftentimes some of the air so if you're listening in to to my voice in illinois in those areas uh, uh, getting a roof right away for you uh becky might be four to six months from now um, well like yeah i live in o'fallon illinois so you're oh. saying we should just wait no, don't wait. I mean, oh. if you hurry up, you may have to wait half a year to get it anyway. It may be springtime before you get it anyway. Oh, uh, I think we, he we lined man- it up that it maybe would get done pretty soon. Well, that would be good because, frankly, okay. if a roof is done any time in the next three months, that's great time. Keep in mind that the sun, the solar heat is cooking down on that asphalt composition roof shingle, mm-hmm. which is pretty much dark on the inside. So mm-hmm. the temperature of your roof shingles, it could be 30 degrees outside in indirect sunlight. Your roof material could be 
you know, 90, 110 degrees. Okay. That it's like the sense. difference between, you know, 70, it might be 80 degrees outside. Well, like even today with the overcast, even though there's some solar uh, rays heating, hitting your attic, I think if you were to go up in your attic now, even today mm-hmm. as cool and, and overcast mm-hmm. as it is, your attic will be 20 degrees warmer than the rest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, and that's what seals your shingles. Okay, great. That that's reassuring then to know we don't have to wait on it if we don't have to. Well, if I you're in O'Fallon, Illinois, yeah. yeah. Some manufacturers okay. are really behind just in in getting product to yeah. the hail damaged markets. It's a big deal. Happening right now, yeah, right. Recently, yep. Um, yep. yep. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I enjoy your program. Oh, good question, Becky. And uh, always, uh, yeah, if I can help you feel a little better about what's happening in your house, then I, then you know, that's why I do this. I enjoy it here. All right, thanks, Becky. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, happy to help. Three one four four three six seven nine hundred. Three one four four three six seven nine hundred. I finished hour one talking to Scott about his storm door, and uh, uh, he has a back door that when that's open. There is a wind tunnel or pressurized, and and it's uh, every neighborhood is different, every stand of trees. So wherever your house is, wherever the prevailing winds come that time of year, it can whip right down to the front of your house. And if you get the front door open and the back door open at the same time, you know, you all know what we've all had. And that wind just blows through our house, you know, in an inordinate pace. Well, if you've got a, a normal door, uh, they can slam shut. So I open up the door and I'll put the storm door on and open the screens and all that. So I love, I love fresh air and I'll, I tolerate it down to a pretty cool temperature. Um, so I tend to open up houses more than most. And sometimes those doors slam shut. Uh, you can have interior doors that, uh, I have the windows open sometimes and the bedroom windows open. And if that door is not fully open, folded up against the open door, open wall area, and it gets closed in there and that wind comes through that window. I have interior doors that slam, um, and, you know, mine are adjusted so that if you push them all the way open, they stay all the way open. But operator error, we don't quite close the door, open it fully, leave it halfway up well, then you open the windows and wham, they close. Likewise for Scott, with his storm door on the front and the back, and the front storm door can slam inordinately. inordinately. Uh, one of the answers is add a second closer, which is that hydraulic thing. Um, and ideally, you get that from the manufacturer of that door. And adjusting those, uh, and, and keep in mind, Scott, sometimes there are some closers that are a little faulty. They aren't all the same. Some closers are for doors that might be 50 pounds. Some closers are for doors that might be 20 pounds. They're not all exactly the same size. So that's why I urge, you know, contact the manufacturer or the dealer that sold you that door and, and ask if you can get another closer put on it. If you got it from a big box store, you can go in and, and ask at the help desk for one of those. Or hardware stores are pretty good at that. They tend to be right on top of that kind of service. 314 314-436-7900. Uh, we're going to take a short pause for now. Get back on schedule. Um, thanks to our first caller, Becky. Hail damage. When is the right time to get a roof on? Um, frankly, um, in today's world with the shortage of roof shingles, uh, roofers, install crews, uh, all of that, uh, frankly, 
getting anything anytime is good news uh, and and more ventilation is better so if you can actually talk to your roofing contractor about your attic ventilation uh, likewise for you know uh, having those um, vents in the soffits those all matter so good ventilation matters uh, and certainly good door closers and adding rubber door bumpers that you might get in a hardware store they're just a little stick on things for usually cabinet door bumpers uh, but there's a good array at the hardware stores and home centers today 314-436-7900 puts us together um, sorry we can't quite see the solar eclipse we're going through a solar eclipse today and with the uh, overcast the cloud cover it's just a little bit hard to tell so maybe we're just going to see a little bit difference in you know brightness but Anyway, some parts of better, the best path is down in southern Missouri, you know, Cape Girardeau, you know, that area. So, you know, hopefully they're having a little different weather than we are. But I know you're listening down there, Cape, you know, yeah, this is the signal of KMOX. My name is Scott Mosby. This is KMOX, and I'll be back for more after this. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Check this out. Oh, here you go. Spin, back, moonwalk. Yeah. <laughs> what? Here, check this. One more. What? Oh, Ethan, my new producer, says stop it. It's it's audio only. No vi- Anyway, Scott Mosby here. Ethan's getting my uh, medication adjusted. I should be right as rain any minute now. Uh, promising you my very best. Uh, phone lines are open for you. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. And I, I enjoy doing this show. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and being part of the CamoX family. Uh, we take our standing in the community as CamoX. Uh, very important. Go back almost 100 years um so uh you know we're just a couple years short of that literally 100 years being in the uh radio um uh reality uh, one of the first radio stations in in the country and certainly st louis uh but we take our news responsibility our reporting objectivity all that very uh, seriously i try to have a balance of programming shows on camwex so anyway thank you for being part of the family uh, 314-436-7900 if you're holding that uh, question trying to remember i'm going to call that guy on camwex i'm going to call scott and see what uh, what that is well Three one four four three six seven nine hundred. Up next is my friend Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Good afternoon. Welcome to Camp Hill. Um, yeah. Hi there. I am calling because we're going to re- replace our front door, and we're thinking about doing a fiberglass or steel door. Huh. It will not have a storm door, and it faces south. Okay. Do you have any opinions? I have very strong opinions, and so will your burning hand one day. Okay. Uh, first, if it faces south, it gets a lot of sun, uh, especially in the winter. So it can be very warm, even in the cold months and in the south, depending or in the summertime when the sun gets higher in the sky, depending on whether you have a porch or cover or overhang that affects the direct sunlight. Uh, so you can really get that hardware knob pretty hot. Um, are you planning a storm door on this front door? No, and I also need to let you know it's an enclosed front porch. So there's a door that you come into our living room, but the door that we're going to replace is the one that is on the outside with the weather that goes to this enclosed front porch. Oh, not, well, you can, well, uh, so it will not have a storm. If you don't have a storm door, then I go for the mo- more 
energy efficient and and I like both of your choices. I like your steel. Both of these doors are basically a big hunk of foam insulation covered by a skin of either a fiberglass wrap or steel wrap. So they're both very well insulated. They tent they don't warp. Um, even though the frame of those doors are made of wood, mostly for putting in the doorknob and the door catch and the door, all that stuff. But um, they're, they're pretty bomb-proof doors. The, the weak part is when you put a storm door over it and the sun comes through, especially on the south. Even mm-hmm. when it's 10 degrees outside, you've got this uber-insulated steel or fiberglass door. Then four inches away, you've got this uh, storm panel glass. Well, the temperatures inside there in the wintertime can hit 150, 170 degrees. And then the summer, they can get close to 200. I mean, literally damaged skin when you grab the doorknob stuff. So that's why you hear so much about facing south. So without a storm door, uh, those are my best choices, those insulated steel and fiber glass with a storm door you actually need a lousier insulated door or a vented storm door to cool off that trapped i mean basically it's a solar collector right that's interesting okay okay so the other thing is that we've been looking at fiberglass over steel and every time i google to find out what name brand is better than the other, it's very vague. And I don't know how to figure out, because you can get them for as cheap as like $800, $600, up to like five or $6,000. Right, I don't right, know right. how to figure out the good one to buy. Well, they're uh, frankly, they're all pretty good. Uh, you're buying the dealer that installs that door. So this is really kind of different. Most of the home improvement industry and remodeling industry um, wants to compare themselves by talking about the product. Well, w- when you go in for brain surgery, do you talk to the doctor about how sharp the scalpel is or do you talk about the doctor's skills? <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, and and you you can't really you know so your so my advice to you is pick the partner you want to take this journey with and then have that conversation with them because everybody has doors and and frankly everybody's in business and mm-hmm. we're all in some price point you know we're trying to okay mm-hmm. we want to be the cheap guy we want to be the guy that does everything with all that so everybody's along that way but nobody wants a bad reputation. So, you know, if you get a good dealer that is trying to do it right, and most everybody is, they're going to pick good products and they're going to have a partnership with somebody generally or with everybody and and pick a door that they're willing to stand their reputation and their warranty behind. So we okay. do doors. We, you know, so anyway, the point being, don't, don't get divided and conquered because you're buying one whole door experience, not just a okay. piece of material. So one more question. Yeah. Um, do you have a preference of st- as a stained door compared to a painted door? Like does one last better, last longer yeah. than the other? Yeah, facing south, Mother Nature is yeah. just pounded on that finish every day. I will tell you that the uh, fiberglass doors that stain up, and, and that's why your, your your more expensive doors will come pre-stained because, you know, that's the weakest link. Getting the finish on that door as high quality as possible means it's probably done in a factory. It's a baked coat finish. So once they put the coating on, they're cooking it up to keep it make make it cure just right. So that's one of the things that separates the expensive door guys from the less but when 
when you're facing straight south, uh, if this is the door to the outside that gets the direct sun, um, stain, though it be very attractive and, and stunningly beautiful, just doesn't last as long as paint because you can repaint a door with a new color pretty reliably restaining those and 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 that's that's why we do a lot of stained doors but we and we have our own painting crew so i mean we've got some whiz bang we try to buy them pre-stained all the time because a factory controlled environment beats whatever we can do on your front porch but the stain's not going to hold up as well because the paint is going to be reapplied X amount of years down the road where the stain, I'm not going to be able to do that to it. Well, you can, but you have to strip it all down, which is a real effort. You get, you know, like, Oh, a, I'm not a, doing a, that. So forget it. There you, there you <laughs> go. That's, that's exactly. And, and that's why I'm saying pick your dealer because those are the conversations. Mm-hmm. Like I can do anything you want, but here's what we recommend because we're tired of restating the doors and having the conversation. Okay. It's not as pretty as when you bought it. That's a fact. You know, let me take okay. the door out. Okay. I'll send it to I should have called you three months ago when I started this journey. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. And again, there it is that um, um, there are so many things. And, and even in my world where, you know, we do this stuff every day, all day, every day. Um, controlling the environment is kind of a fool's journey. I just can't. I mean, today it's cloudy. We have a solar eclipse. Everybody wants to be outside looking at this magic thing happen. Oh, never mind. We have clouds today. Forget it. All the, you know, so that happens. You know, you've got the big event. You're going to have everybody over on the patio, you know, and it rains or it snows, or whatever the issue is, or the ice, the streets, you know, just weather plays a factor in construction and entertaining and life, period, just is. So when you go to choose your um, uh, your finishes, um, sometimes simpler is better, because simple is just, it's easy to put another coat of paint on it. And I will promise you, um, these uh, wood-grained fiberglass exterior doors can be stained magnificently. I mean, really magnificent, beautiful stuff. Um, but frankly, we changed our front door some years ago, built a front porch on it to protect the finish on that beautiful door that was... It, Priest, you know, it was delivered stained, but when it was delivered stained, the sign lights were the same colors and all the accessories and the storm door fit. And all. It comes as a unit, so it's like, you know, it's like uh, buying a car and then adding a bunch of stuff to it. All the stuff you add to it might work, but it doesn't interface with the rest of it um, quite like when it's built all in one factory by one engineering team, one design team, and all that. Uh, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Uh, coming up next on top of the hour here is uh, your retirement professionals. Your retirement professionals comes up at 1 o'clock. 2 o'clock, the business of family business right here on KMOX. We're going to take a short pause and come back, fire up, and get back into the questions on the phone. Phone lines on CamWex. Be right back. Oh, yeah. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, CamWex. Saturday, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Maybe a little more overcast than we might think that we want. But you know what? Makes us appreciate the sunny days and the warm. I mean, hey, folks, this is what we were praying for. Remember when it was 103 degrees and we're thinking, oh, get me down to cooler. We got it. We heard you. 
here we go. So anyway, just um, all the various changing seasons. I love St. Louis because of that. We're uh, going into one of my favorite uh, seasons right now. Just uh, fall, the changing temperatures, the glory of all the beautiful uh, foliage. Um, it just, you know, kind of, just is what it is. Uh, 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. Phone lines open. Bring on your questions. Next up, my fresh, my friend uh, Chris here. Hey, Chris, good afternoon. How can I help you here on Cam Wakes? Hey, Scott. Um, well, first, I got a bone pick with you because I stopped okay. in your Kirkwood locations, and and they told me you don't even live in St. Louis. You live in, like, Phoenix or something. And I'm like, well, I'll be darned. No wonder he's so happy all the time. <laughs> uh, but anyway. That's partially true, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the the reason I called is I heard the earlier call about the, the storm doors with yeah. the other doors. And yeah. I was curious, it, it would seem like a solution to that might be to put venting in the storm door right. to get the heat out of there. And, and I was thinking about, well, how would you do that? And it'd almost have to be like two side vents and a top vent that would you know, allow some airflow through there to let the heat out. But I was just thinking, you know, if it's that hot, maybe that would be a solution to, to fix that. Well, in fact, some of the storm doors do indeed have that. You'll see some of the little uh, vents down below the glass. So even though you might have a glass or a, a, a screen storm door, there are vents mm-hmm. bottom and top because heat air, you know, hot air rises, so the air comes in on the bottom, just like ventilating an attic. And then it gets cooked up by the solar rays coming through the, the glass, and then it is exhausts up the top. Um, in the Midwest here, the old scrubby Dutch, scrubby Deutsch uh, neighborhood that we're all from here around this area of the country, it's like, wait a minute, you have a storm door? You don't put holes in the storm door. Any fool knows that. So anyway, it's a little counter, uh, so it's hard to get a retail buyer to buy that door until they burn the skin off of their hand, you know, when they have a storm door facing south on a super insulated, you know, steel or fiberglass door. Literally, it it is a medical hazard um, to, to because yeah. the temperature gets that hot. So... Huh. Not, well, the next yeah. one I get will be that way. I, I'll tell you that. They're a little hard to find. They're a little hard to find because they're a little bit tougher to sell. You know, if you get them in a big box store, you know, any fool knows if you're going to put a big storm door glass on it. It's like, don't put holes in the door. Well, maybe right. not. You know, and if they face north, that's fine. The sun will never, it because it's the sun and that trapped air in between under solar heat gain, that becomes the issue. So your instincts are perfectly correct, Chris, and I'd love to see them all, you know, ventilated kind of like that. Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, all right. Well, anyway, stop by Kirkwood anytime. <laughs> well, Scott thanks. All right, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, Camwex. Uh Let's see what's happening. Oh, my gosh. Uh, next, let, eh, hang on a minute here. Let's see what's cooking up. Uh, I think we've got, I'm looking for callers here, folks. So that's my thing. Uh, okay. Uh, next, here we go. Pardon me. Okay, there we go. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, had to refresh my computer screen. Uh, sometimes the cognitive abilities are limited, too. Uh, Jack. Hey, Jack. Good afternoon. How can I help you here on Camwex? Thanks for the call. Yeah, how you doing there? Uh, I'm fantabulous. Okay. I got an issue right there. Where where my house is right there, it's about a couple acres of woods, and they've been been trimming some of them out. 
and I guess it's woodpeckers. They just come out and they just start, start, they start putting holes in the side of my house. I put a, I patch the hole about a week later and they come back and do it again. Is there anything I can do to stop that or what? Yeah, you bet. Uh, frankly, you're not alone there. I, I promise you there are probably thousands of listeners, maybe tens of thousands of listeners, uh, feeling your pain. Uh, you need to make them feel like they're about to be lunch, that a predator is around. Because unless you're going to stand out there and, ch- and shoo them away 24-7, you're not going to beat Mother Nature. And those woodpeckers, you know, it's nesting season. They want to nest. They want, you know, they're looking to get out of the weather. Uh, or they're looking to, you know, eat because it's getting cooler. They need more food to keep themselves alive and, and warm. So the thing is, is you need an owl. A rubber snake, a hawk, something, you know, down on the ground for ground predators, it's like a fox or something like that. Um, But generally, you need to make them feel like it's not safe. So what seems to have happened when they pruned those trees and trimmed around your neighborhood, they messed the habitat up and they dislodged and just, you know, moved these woodpeckers out now those woodpeckers lost their home they think one is a great place in your home so that's why they're doing what they're doing you, you know uh when i moved uh, i said about 10 years it was like you used to hear an owl out there at night you don't hear it anymore yeah get that owl back make sure you know go get yourself if you have a real live owl you will not have woodpecker problems <laughs> okay you see what I'm yeah, going I there? I don't hear them anymore. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Right. Well, they're territorial. Those owls move along according to the food supply, and you know, a few woodpeckers aren't going to keep them alive for a while. So, but that's that's the concept: is figure out what those woodpeckers are afraid of. And some of those big pelated woodpeckers, the big woody woodpecker-looking guys, those are uh, protected species, man. You uh, you uh, go shoot them, man. You're going to jail. So. Just be aware that uh, whatever you need to do to let Mother Nature kind of uh, police up your area, that'll work just fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Good question. Thanks for the call, Jack. All right. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, had some pretty interesting questions here. But this time of year kind of begs these questions of storm doors, um, hail damage and roofs, uh, birds you know, woodpeckers hammering and eating holes in siding uh, for exteriors, you know, and, you know, my business is Mosby Building. We do a lot of exterior business primarily because of understanding the systems of what Mother Nature is trying to do, whether it's a woodpecker, expansion, contraction, uh, vending, and whatever, all those experiences lead us to a different way that we think about covering the outside of a house, whether on a roof or a siding or a window, door, all that stuff. So the point is that this season is when your house is most under threat, as experienced by Jack. So Jack, you know, some trimming, normal things happen in in the area around his house. Uh, Some of the woodpeckers and the birds are now lost their, maybe they lost their protections. Maybe they didn't lose the home. The home and the tree's still okay, but they trimmed all the branches away. So now it's visible and the predators can see where the wood, so all, all of a sudden the woodpeckers are like, well, I'm, I'm moving out of here. I'm going to go move into Jack's house. Let's, he's got wood siding. We're going to go hammer a hole in the side. Oh, that insulation is pretty warm. And you know, he's heating the inside of the house. That's pretty nice. I think I'll want to live in this wall cavity. So 
that's what happens with the birds. Likewise, you know, the sun is a big deal in the summer. The humidity is a big deal during the summer, the spring, summer, and fall. It changes all that moisture, permeates, you know, even cement board siding. You hear so much about hardy board siding. Uh, it's a great siding. But with our humidity and our freeze-thaw cycles, concrete gets affected by moisture penetrating into concrete, whether it's on a driveway or siding. And that freeze cycle does freeze the thin edges of cement board siding. So if you think cement board siding is a forever siding, when you get down south in Florida uh, or way up north in, uh, you know, Canada, yeah, it is. But here in this marginal system, that's why you see so much vinyl siding, because it's not affected. You don't round off the edges of the cement board. So anyway, if there was one perfect type of siding, Everybody would have it. It isn't. Every climate is a little different. So just beware. Uh, one size doesn't fit all for everybody. Uh, 314-436-7900. Uh, 1 o'clock uh, brings up your retirement professionals here on CAMWEX. 2 o'clock, business of family business. Uh, so anyway, all that is well and good. Uh, also, I want to get into electrical. In hour one, we had a question from Dan who was uh, doing a kitchen remodel and they're trying to figure out how many electrical outlets should go into a 4 by 10 island. Really good question. Uh, I'm part of that sometimes because, uh, frankly, we do a lot of kitchen remodeling in, in what's called a right kitchen, which is kind of a, um, a makeover, not really a full down to the bones, change the electric plumbing wall, you know, move all that stuff. That So for us, a kitchen remodel is basically reconfigure how the house lives around the kitchen for what we call a right kitchen is pretty much leave the walls in, in the place and floors, countertops, maybe cabinets, cabinet facing, you know, change the light uh, trims, things like lighter things. The point being that I have never been chewed out by a consumer or my spouse for having too many outlets. Too many electrical outlets. Now, the difference between a custom project and a production project being, okay, you go into a subdivision, you buy a house, the house is already built, and you're buying what they've built. Well, they built that house according to um, what appeals to everybody. Well, you know, that's kind of an, a good place and you get good value because the cost per square foot of that kind of a structure is very inexpensive compared to custom because custom you know it's like mrs smith where do you want your outlet are you left-handed or you right-handed do you want your dishwasher on the left side or the right side uh do you want a countertop below countertop microwave because we really don't have too many wall spaces we're going to use up your cabinets for you know microwave instead of storage of dishes and such so all those things come in but my point being that Having no outlets is really consternation because you've got an electrician there or you're focusing on it, you're doing this work. That is the no time will it ever be easier or more inexpensive than when you're doing all that work. So that and, and the, the classic thing in remodeling is it's the just a little bit more that gets you. It's like while we're here and that's what happens and and you know frankly that's one of the things we at Mosby Building Arts measure at least from my seat is how many um, client 
uh, initiated change orders because for us change orders kind of a measurement of we didn't design it right we didn't do our homework we didn't show up uh, prepared or it's something that we put in as an allowance because we can't really estimate it well the other side of it is that it, generally when we're on a project and doing a great job and you know they trust all the people that are doing the work it's like well then I want you to put in an outlet up here and so that's what we call customer initiated change order request for more work uh, that's a good thing but uh, when it's a surprise on the homeowner we measure that as a bad thing because that we're design build it's our job to get it right and figure it out beforehand so anyway that's those are two of the business metrics we use on are we paying attention ap appropriately uh, but the point being on electrical outlets uh, I don't think I've ever seen too many now, I've seen people get a little happy on switches where there's so many, you get a bank of six light switches. I promise you, if you live there for years, you may remember what that third one from the left is or the third one from the right. Oftentimes at Mosby, we will break them down into two gangs of two triple switches or two doubles or three doubles because it's easier to remember on the one on the right, the right or left. You can remember a set of two, but you can't really remember all that's in a, a whole string of six. Uh, anyway, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Bring in a call. Bring your question now. This is Scott Mosby. I'm going to take a short pause and come back for more right now on KMOX. After that is the business of family business. Uh, I always like listening to Carol Daniel. Retired or not, I'm still a fan of Carol Daniel. Uh, have been in for a very long time. 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900 puts us together on the question and answer. My name is Scott Mosby. Uh, my wife and I own Mosby Building Arts and uh, have since 1983. We were founded in 1947. Uh, I'm very uh, pleased to work with some very sharp people at Mosby and uh, it's kind of an honor and congratulations to them. They won their third Torch Award uh, a couple weeks ago uh, and I was unable to attend because because we actually had a business meeting or an advisory board meeting where people kind of, everybody's accountable somewhere. And that's where I go for my, uh, you know, three times a year spanking is, uh, you know, I go into the boardroom and they tell me where I need to focus my energy a little bit better. That was uh, where I attended. I missed the uh, BBB Torch Awards. My apologies to uh, Michelle Corey and the Better Business Bureau, who's doing a very, very good job. Uh, I spent uh, a stint as president of the board or chair of the board of uh, the BBB about seven years ago. It was a, a very well-run organization. I'm very proud proud to say that uh, uh, they're just doing it right, and they're very well-run. 314-436-7900, 436-7900. In our first hour, uh, we started out uh, with questions about concrete. When is a good time to pour concrete, uh, Anna Marie? It was uh, in questioning whether this is a good time because it's getting colder. Well, frankly, the cooler temperatures are excellent for pouring concrete. The slower the concrete cures, meaning the cooler the temperatures are, the better it is, the stronger the cure of the concrete. Uh, because if it, if, it, if it cures too fast, then, for example, you might have hot temperatures, maybe a 90 degrees or it could be a very cool temperature in direct sunlight where the sun the solar heat is creating or imparting heat into that concrete and then the concrete chemical curing process creates heat itself so a whole lot of heat is not so good for concrete cool easy excuse me cool easy going temperatures for curing the concrete slowly 
is what makes the strongest PSI concrete, um, you know, with all other things being equal. Also, we had Missy with a ranch, and she had con- condensing or dripping walls in her hallway. And I've uh, discovered this in several times. Um, generally, they're related to a hole in the house somewhere. And in, in this case, it was a whole house fan that is in the hallway. And I, I love whole house fans. I mean, especially this time of year, you know, you you might get it might be 90 degrees here you know in a week from now or 88 what could be a hot day well you wake up in the morning like this you pop on that whole house fan you change the air in the fan you bring in the outside very quickly you can cool off a house in two three minutes the problem is what you're doing is because those doors those louvers automatic uh, spring-loaded louvers that go on that open up when the fan turns on that's literally a hole in your ceiling and all that humid, warm air up in the attic and outside your house comes in through those fan uh, blades that don't thoroughly seal. And then while we're air conditioning, our, and the colder the air conditioning is, so the hotter it is outside, the more humid the air is. So the dew point gets reached very at a very warm temperature. So the dew point in that hallway could be you know, 75 degrees, 78 degrees, something like that, because you have really high humidity and then cold air and certainly cold plaster, cold drywall, cold metal vents. Uh, One of the questions, uh, we do consulting visits to go to people's homes, just figure out what's going wrong with them. And I remember a woman was asking me, why does my air conditioner vent sweat in the hallway? And that was exactly what it was, is there was an attic fan, ceiling fan in that attic. And the metal that got really cold uh, would be that connected with the air, so the ductwork and that register. So it would come in contact with that warm, moist air in the hallway and literally drip down her plaster walls on an interior wall of the house. No leak problem, just plain condensation. So that was uh, the first hour question there. Uh, Also, uh, electrical, uh, more electric is better. If you're remodeling, whether it's do-it-yourself or uh, having it done, uh, think through uh, it, because somebody's going to make every decision on every outlet and switch location and what they operate. Somebody will make a decision on that, usually the electrician. Uh, in a custom project, for example, a Mosby Building Arts type project, we want you, the client, to make the decision because, frankly, if you don't, if we put it in the wrong place unknowingly, we're going to hear about it because we didn't ask. So, you know, tell me you walk through the door, you come in with your purse, you know, you've got all the mail in your hand, you might have a bag of groceries and your phone. And where do you put this? So you put it down here and you flip a light switch. Okay, what do you want illuminated first? Do you want all the lights in the kitchen and that whole area of the house to come on? Or do you just want the hallway to come in where you're coming in from the garage? So those are the types of things that um, have to do with a custom project where the time is spent to ask those questions uh, and record and do it exactly as you wanted. Uh, Whereas when you're buying a home that is a subdivision home, somebody else made that decision that's going to be built 150 times or three. And and there's no wrong answer. There's no bad thing. Just everyone has a, a different requirement. So custom is different than production.
So just be aware of that. It's it's part of the whole thing. Uh, 314-436-7900. Uh, 1 o'clock, we're coming up to uh, your retirement professionals here in just a moment. And then uh, the uh, business of family business comes up 2 o'clock here today. My name is Scott Mosby. I'm going to be off next week. Thank you to my cohort, Rich Orris, also of Mosby Building Arts. He will be on next week and host this show as he has many times in my absence. And, uh, you know, Rich does a great job. I'm very comfortable being away. Stay tuned. Top of the hour news, weather, and sports right here on Camo X.